When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Yo, welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Monday, January 16th, 2023. Of course, Corner 3 is brought to you by our friends at Mechdyne. I appreciate them for all of their support here of us at Cyclone Fanatic. Appreciate uh, them being the presenting sponsors of the Williams and Balloon Podcast on Sunday nights. And of course, Corner 3 here all throughout the week uh, and all throughout the entire 2022-2023 basketball season. Obviously, we got a big one coming up on Saturday or on Tuesday night at Hilton Coliseum with the number seven Texas Longhorns rolling into town. Obviously, Iowa State at number 12 in the AP poll this week jumped up two spots after their two-point loss at Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday against Kansas, and they get another huge opportunity against another really good team uh, here coming up tomorrow night at Hilton Coliseum. Uh, Obviously, it will be an emotional night, one that I think uh, everybody has had circled on their calendar for quite some time ever since Tyrese Hunter announced that he was going to transfer to Texas uh, ever since he left Iowa State and since we knew that uh, he would be making a return to Hilton Coliseum. Probably one of the most juiced up atmospheres I think we will have ever seen uh, at Hilton Coliseum, at least in recent memory and in, in the program's recent history. Uh, I saw Travis Hines wrote today about Adam Haleska coming back to Hilton Coliseum in 2005 for the Cyhawk game and the reception that he received. I would imagine that this will at the very least rival that uh, on Tuesday night at Hilton Coliseum. Let's talk about Texas. Uh, obviously, first, you know, I think we have to talk about Tyrese just because of the angle uh, in this game. But I think, you know, I think fans who maybe haven't watched Texas play a ton, uh, maybe you haven't, uh, you know, had a lot of opportunities to be able to, to watch them get out there on the court here over these last couple of weeks since Big 12 play started. But I think that people who haven't been able to watch will maybe be surprised to see how much of a you know, I'm not going to say non-factor because uh, I don't know that non-factor would be the right way to put it because Tyrese still plays a lot of minutes for this team. Uh, still someone who's a, a key piece of, of what they do. But I think when Iowa State you know, starts on their scouting report and, and these guys start to really dive into the personnel of this team, Tyrese is probably third or fourth on that list before you're really going to get to it, which one, speaks to how talented Texas's team is, and two, I think speaks to what Tyrese's role with this team has been. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting in Big 12 play. He's got 10 assists. He has only and has 10 turnovers. Uh, so for an assist-to-turnover ratio of one, uh, two, two assists per game is down uh, pretty considerably from where Tyrese was last year at Iowa State. A much different type of situation. He's playing on a much different type of team. Uh, so all of those things sort of factor into it. Tyrese is also, I think he's battled cramps for the most of the year. Had some tough some tough nights where he had to leave the game because uh, because he kept cramping up. Uh, and I think that that's been something that's impacted his ability to play significant minutes at times. But even still, I mean, you look at, you know, his three-point percentage is a little bit improved. He's 7 of 22 from three in Big 12 play, uh, which is a, a couple-point jump from where he was 
year a year ago when he was at Iowa State. The one number that really jumped out to me was he's five of twenty one from two point range in Big Twelve play, which is about twenty eight percent. In which I think, you know. One of my biggest things that I think I would have not necessarily knocked, one of my biggest pieces of analysis I would think I would have had for Tyrese coming out of last season was he needed to improve at being able to finish when he gets into the lane, when he gets to the paint, when he's able to get to the rim. You know, we know about his his athleticism, just the type of raw athlete that he is, and how he can, you know, he needed to do a better job of being able to harness that and then be able to selectively utilize it in being able to attack the rim and attack the paint and not be driving in too deep getting in too deep picking up your dribble and all of a sudden you've got to throw up a crazy shot you know i think last week to the game uh between texas and tcu where you know i think tcu was up 14 at halftime texas was able to make a comeback um but you looked at the numbers in the first half and, and tyrese and marcus carr both had not played very well you know you see tyrese driving in too deep he's trying to score over the top of eddie lampkin you know I think everybody knows how we feel about Big Eddie on this podcast. That's a mountain of a human being. And Tyrese Hunter does that too often where he's going to go driving all the way into the paint. That's something I think people can keep an eye on here coming into this game tomorrow night is how can Iowa State, you know, really run Tyrese off of the three-point line? How can they force him into trying to take difficult shots at the rim? And how can you try and get him into positions where he, you know, maybe gets a little bit of tunnel vision driving into the lane uh, rather than, you know, looking for, for his teammates and things like that? And how can you kind of utilize those things? That's what I'll be interested to see is how – Iowa State really tries to approach guarding Tyrese and and really what they try and make him do um, in this game. But, you know, like I said, I I don't think Tyrese will be at the top of the scouting report. Obviously, there's going to be all the things, the outside things that go on uh, before the game with the crowd and things like that. But I would imagine that Iowa State's team will will be focused up on on what they need to do to be able to win the game uh, because this is a very talented team. You know, you think in addition to Tyrese, and obviously you look at what Marcus Carr has been able to do in his career, uh, first at Minnesota, now at Texas, you know, averaging 16.6 points per game in Big 12 play to this point. Uh, I think everybody kind of knows the book on Marcus Carr. He's a volume scorer. He's someone who's going to get a lot of shots up. When Marcus Carr is playing well, Marcus Carr is a first-team All-American. I'm not sure that there's any conversation left to be had there because he is as, as good as a scorer, as good of a scorer as you are going to find in any league, on any team, in all of college basketball. But, but, and this is a significant caveat, I think, uh, Marcus Carr also is a very erratic player. He's someone that on any given night could give you 20 or he could go, you know, five for 20 from the field or something like that and be and really shoot his team out of a game and and put them in tough positions. I think you've seen when Texas has played its best ball, it's been really balanced up and down uh, with their lineup, whether it's Marcus Carr's giving you, you know, 10, 15 points. You get Timmy Allen involved. You get Serge Jabari Rice involved coming off the bench. You get Tyrese involved in the mix. But, man, when Marcus Carr starts to go black hole mode, which does happen and can happen fairly fairly often when you think about uh, the way that this team plays, 
then he can kind of start getting tunnel vision. He can start putting up some shots and things can start to get a little haywire for the Longhorns. And that's when you really start to see uh, teams be able to take advantage of that build big leads like what TCU, even what Texas Tech did uh, Saturday night, even though you know Texas came back in and won both of those games. You know, can you force uh, these guards into being erratic? Can you force them into playing the kind of game that they don't really want to play? Texas isn't a team that turns the ball over at a super high rate. Iowa State's going to have a challenge in front of them in that sense. When you've got the number of guys who can handle the ball that Texas does, um, it's going to create a great challenge for you to be able to, to create turnovers and, and make things happen on that end of the floor. What can Iowa State do to make Tyrese uncomfortable? What can they do to keep Marcus Carr uncomfortable? Those will probably be two of the biggest points in this game and will dictate a lot of how this game is going to go. Uh, Timmy Allen is a guy that is is, is as difficult to guard as in, in the post um, in that mid post region right there on the elbow uh, as anybody you're going to find in this league and he's a really they do a great job of being able to get him into isolation positions where they can throw it to him you know in that mid-range area and he can start to make plays he can make plays for other people he can draw other defenders and start to pass out of that in addition to being a really good scorer around the rim and really strong with that mid-range game a nice little mid-range jumper that that makes him difficult to defend uh you know he's averaging about 13.6 points per game in Big 12 play. He is he's kind of the centerpiece of, of the front court if you want to look at it that way for for Texas and uh, Iowa State will have a pretty solid challenge there with being able to to keep him under wraps. It'll be interested to see how you uh, how you match up with him from uh, from a personnel standpoint. Uh, does Jaron Holmes you know get that initial assignment? Does uh, Caleb Grill get it? You know or uh, does Texas get into a position where you know maybe they're playing a little bit smaller at, at different points in the game you know and you can get Robert Jones and Oshun and, and some of those guys involved on guarding uh on guarding Timmy Allen I think maybe Trey King will be a guy who's important in being able to keep Allen under wraps a little bit uh because he's a guy who can you know once he gets hot once he really gets going he can be really difficult to stop and he's uh he's capable of of giving you 25 points on any given night uh, and then the last one that I really wanted to mention Serge Jabari Rice I think right now probably the sixth man of the year in the Big 12 uh, or at the very least he would be on the short list for that conversation uh, 12.8 points per game he brings kind of a steadiness to their team when he comes in uh, things start to feel a little bit less erratic than maybe they do when you've got Tyrese and, and Marcus Carr as your two lead ball guards but um, you know Rice is a guy who can come off the bench and really make things happen and I think speaks to how talented this team is that a guy like that is coming off of the bench uh, and is, is giving you great great contributions as your sixth man and as someone who can really fill it up uh, when he's given the opportunity. So I think this is going to be a really good game. I think these two teams match up really well. Uh, Texas so far during Big 12 play has the number five adjusted offense and the number seven adjusted defense. So right there around the middle of the pack, uh, they are number 10 in the league in opposing effective field goal percentage and opposing three-point percentage, which means they're going to give up some open looks, and you got to hope that then when you get those open looks, you got to knock them down, you know, and that's going to be huge for Gabe Kalsher. It's going to be huge for Caleb Grill, Jaron Holmes, any of those guys. If you get an open look, you got to be able to hit it because these guys are, are going to be able to take advantage of it going back the other way. They're going to try and play fast, I think, faster than what I think most people would expect to see. You know, obviously this team isn't coached by Chris Beard anymore, but uh, by, you know, the stereotypical Chris Beard team. Uh, and I think that that makes them a unique challenge for Iowa State. Iowa State needs to do a great job of being able to come out and dictate the pace offensively. That doesn't mean playing fast. That means that running your sets, running your stuff, running that at an effective pace, making good cuts, making good passes. Uh, and being able to, you know, 
keep the ball for longer and so that then you know when you're on offense you're basically resting so that then you can go back and give teams another uh, difficult opportunity or really go down and get after people defensively on the other end so those are going to be some of the important things I think in this game we are going to hear from TJ uh, and he'll give some of his thoughts on the game tomorrow night from his press conference earlier in the day on Monday uh, I'm looking forward to this one man I think that this is going to be a incredible atmosphere I think it should be a really good basketball game between two really good teams that are top 10 top 15 teams types of type of teams in college basketball uh, if Texas comes in and plays the way that they are capable of that's a team that's capable of winning the national championship but they are also a team that has some uh, has some moments when they really you know start to deviate away from from those things that have allowed them to have success I think a, a good example of that is that game against Kansas State where they gave up 116 points which is just you know is embarrassing I think for any team that has high aspirations like what this Texas team does so we'll hear from TJ we'll hear uh, a little bit more about this game coming up tomorrow night and I'll talk to you guys on the other side of it here on another episode of corner three what I mean obviously with Tyrese coming back what's that dynamic like for you guys you know, for, for me, um, you know, I have a lot of gratitude and thankfulness to all the guys that were on our team last year and uh, what they did to, to help jumpstart our program. Um, you know, I understand the, the player and the competitor uh, that he is. Uh, at the same time, our focus is moving forward on our team, our group, us getting better every day, us doing what we can uh, to keep climbing because I, I really love coaching our group. They come to practice every day with a great attitude, mindset, and work ethic, and, and we're going to carry that forward to the games. How do you hope your crowd reacts tomorrow night to, to Tyrese as a guy that, like you said, did a lot for you guys last year? Yeah, I don't have any uh, – you know, I don't have any thoughts on how our crowd reacts to any opponent. It's not something that I've ever factored into um, a coaching strategy. Uh, we're fortunate to have passionate fans that are enthusiastic and they love to support the players on our team. So we're grateful for that. Um, sounds like it'll be a great crowd and we'll do what we can between the lines and from a coaching standpoint to put our team in the best position to win. Beyond the, the, the Tyrus Vector, what's What's tomorrow night's game mean for you guys, for your team? It's a, a Big 12 home conference game. Uh, every game in this league is, is a challenge. Uh, it's the best league in the country. Um, you know, the team that we're playing is has done fairly well to this point. Um, so we need to be the aggressor. We need to um, be a team that comes out with tremendous fight, togetherness, unity. And uh, when we do that, we've been successful. And that's what we'll keep our focus on doing, um, you know, tomorrow night. What, do you, what must you do tomorrow night successfully that didn't go as well Saturday at, at Kansas? I think, you know, the teams are entirely different. So each game, even though all the teams are really good in our league, you know, they're all different in terms of personnel, scheme, and things that they do. Uh, what I can say about this game is what we need to do is, you know, we need to be the aggressor. We need to have great defensive intent. We need to be highly disruptive. We need to get back in transition um, so that our defense is set and they have to play against a set defense. We need to limit them to one shot. Um, Offensively, we've got to have great ball movement. Got to make sure the ball hits the paint, whether it's a cut, a drive, a post up, and that we play for one another. One 
uh, major strength of our team is our unity and our connectedness on both sides, uh, you know, both sides of the ball. And I think when we are really connected defensively, then we share the ball even better offensively, and we'll continue to focus on doing that. Hey, TJ, obviously the, the shooting numbers for Oshun were really good Saturday. It seemed like the confidence and rhythm were really there as well. Where have you kind of seen growth throughout Big 12 play for him, and, and how can that kind of be sustained? Shun has continued to give more multiple effort plays defensively, uh, whether it's in ball screen or altering or blocking a shot at the rim or communication, sprinting back. Uh, and when you're the aggressor on the defensive end, it gives you more of an aggressive mindset offensively. And he certainly had that. Um, you know, on Saturday, we were able to hit him on the short roll, the pocket passes around the foul line, and, um, you know, he continued to, to finish plays. Uh, he finished plays, you know, at the rim as well. And so he's a very skilled offensive player, a guy that's a big part of what we do, and we need to continue to utilize his strengths night in and night out, whether it's on those short rolls and around the, you know, the high post area or if it's more, you know, in the post area scoring at the rim. Yeah, there is. And, and I, I think, again, it was like the point I made earlier about the multiple efforts. I mean, we're um, we're asking a lot because we're, we're aggressive and he's got to be up at the point of screens. And at the same time, as possessions wear on, you know, most teams, their five man ends up somewhere in the, you know, the lane or the block area or the dunk spot or what, what have you. And so it's it's him kind of understanding that the aggressiveness early in the possession and late in the possession, what that looks like. But it's absolutely possible. It's 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 very demanding. But we know that Shun can continue to, um, you know, elevate our team that way. Uh, we've talked all year long about Elsher's <coughs> consistency, but how has that opened up the offense for everybody else? Well, you've got to pay a lot of attention to Gabe with the confidence that he's playing. Um, you know, you want to make sure, you know, if you're our opponents, I'm sure you want to get him in transition. You want to get matched to him. You don't want to give him any open looks. He's still a great cutter and mover without the basketball, which is a factor. Uh, he's doing a great job finding his teammates and making plays. So. You know, for all of our guys, but specifically for Gabe, you know, the level of confidence he's playing with, um, you know, it, it permeates the other guys, too, and their confidence. So um, he works for it. He earns it. He deserves it. And he's going to continue to play that way. And, and he'll continue to elevate everybody else uh, on the court with him. What have you liked that you've seen from Demarion during Big 12 play? His impact that he can have defensively, you know, length, athleticism, versatility. Um, you know, he he gets deflections. He took a charge. He offensive rebounds. Uh, he does a lot of effort-based things, blocks a shot. Um, and then, you know, when you stack up positive things in the ledger and you know you're doing great things to help your team win and now a shot presents itself, you have that much more confidence as he did Saturday and knock it down. So um, he certainly has a bigger guard wing, um, you know, provides a lot of those effort-based things. And he's done a great job continuing to focus on those things every day and elevate his level of play. I know you, you guys say you focus on what you're doing, not as much on what the opponent is doing, but what kind of challenges do they present just from a personnel standpoint 
You know, they want to get up the court and transition and play fast. Um, um, so transition defense is important. Um, you know, certainly with, with Carr, he's a dynamic scorer and uh, he can score in bunches. So always having a great awareness to him is going to be important. Um, you know, Allen's been a great isolation player, a guy in the mid post and elbows and things that, that's really been effective over time. Um, so having an awareness to him as well. And then just, you know, overall their their whole team, you know, like not letting them get something early, not letting them get in the paint, uh, limiting them the one shot. All those things are going to be important. Do you, do you look at the Big 12 standings, analytics, the net, all that stuff? And if not yet, at what point do you start looking at that or does Allison look at it for you or, or? <laughs> yeah um, so are you insinuating there's certain jobs that I need to lean on my wife that I can't handle Randy <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> there's quite a few that list would be long but um what, what I will say is uh, you know like we focus on what's in front of us I mean right now everything's in front of us for our season uh, my job as a coach is to keep everyone's focus on let's have a great practice today let's have a great meeting this afternoon let's have a great shoot around tomorrow let's have a great game uh, everything's in front of us we know we play in a great league and the good thing is there's there's not such a thing probably as a bad loss and every win you get is a good win in one way or another so right now the focus is on get better um, you know keep controlling what we can control, uh, be at our best on the nights we play the games, and all that stuff's going to figure itself out if we do that job.